Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. To prove himself, and in order to do that, sometimes he'll lead you right out to a Red Sea, and Pharaoh's horse, it'll feel like it's breathing down the back of your neck, but he'll also say to you, what are you worried about? What do you have in your hand? <laughs> right? So uh, I just sense this in my heart. Um, you know, uh, the scripture says in James chapter 1 that you can be surrounded by trials and tribulations. How many, how many have ever felt like that? How many know the devil practices the pile-up effect? Did you know that? You thought you had one problem, and then you have 12 <laughs> you know you, you were expecting something to come a certain way whether it be financially or physically or or whatever the case may be and then it fell through or didn't go that way and then instead of like it just coming the breakthrough coming through in another area it felt like you got like seven trials that came instead am i the only one that has experienced that in my life but i felt like the lord saying some of them need refreshing you know, uh, we don't retire, we refire. That's what we do. And uh, trial, if you do it right, tribulation and trial, if you do it right, you come out perfect and complete, lacking nothing. But you got to do it right. If you don't do it right, it's not God's fault. How many know God's not the problem in this relationship between us? Come on. I know, I know the devil plays that game and he talks to you and you feel like, oh God, where are you? And he's like, I'm still sitting on the throne. I haven't moved. You know, God didn't, God is not uh, in heaven right now going, oh no, did you see the four other things that just came up in their life? Michael, Gabriel, Jesus, come on, we gotta have a meeting. I didn't know that was coming. He knew you before the foundation of the earth. You are not facing anything he didn't know about already. And grace did not provide the answer for already. That's why the exhortation that Pastor Danny was giving concerning faith is so important. Because you're not, you're, you're not declaring a lie when you see lack and you're declaring promise. You're actually declaring a truth that existed long before you ever got into a lack. That's faith. That's faith. So don't let the devil lie to you. And don't let your religious friends trick you. That God gave you the lack to try to teach you something. God gave you the Holy Spirit to teach you. And me. Amen. Amen? Come on, I'm looking at overcomers. I'm not looking at failures. I know some people think you go to the crazy church. I switch those things around in my world and at my church. They're going to the crazy church. Any church that thinks, that, that isn't sure whether the, the people are going to heaven or not, that's crazy. I don't live like that. 
I live with assurance. We, we, we and, and, and I know Pastor Danny does, the impartation of the word of God is so vital to have that foundation under you. Amen? We are in a place of confidence. We are in a place of security, even in the midst of natural insecurity. People say, well, what about inflation? What about this? What about that? God knew before we got here, the supply is already given. We take it. You know, if you have to at the gas pump, speak Philippians, do it while you're filling up. I know we joke about these things and I get it and I'm not against joking. I love to joke. I'll joke some more here before it's all said and done. But I'm telling you, if you're pumping the gas and you're going, and this thought's going through your head, I just don't know how we're going to do this. You, out of your mouth, you need to say, my God shall supply. And while you're pumping, you should just, ha, 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 Before this is over, devil, it'll be like the Egyptians. The world will be handing me things, asking me to leave. Come on, when the Israelites went out of, went out of uh, Egypt, the, 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 the Egyptians were giving them clothes, jewelry, money. Get, just get out of here. Why? Because our God is a miracle-working God. He is a faith God. Come on, some of you are eating this up really good right now. Faith is rising on the inside of you. You're going to make it. You're going to overcome. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. Amen. It doesn't matter how ugly politics gets. We've got Jesus. He know he knew how to, you know, how many know the Lord knew how to deal with Nebuchadnezzar? Come on, the church has got to learn to dance in the fire again. <laughs> I know it, it's become celebrity church. Have you noticed? Oh my goodness, sometimes I get so, uh, it, it just stirs up, I don't know what it is. It's not a fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> Might be something else being stirred up. <laughs> but I watch how some Christians are, and they are so soft concerning persecution, concerning the world around them. Everything moves them. It's almost like the world's way of thinking in safe space thinking has come into the church in some ways. I'm not saying here. I'm, saying, I'm telling you this so you can help your friends that aren't here this morning. This safe space mentality. The safe space is Jesus. And we will stand for truth. And in the midst of persecution, we will overcome. We will overcome. I'm not going under because I'm going over. Do you put that in your mouth? Do you speak those things? Or your personal conversation, people say, what do you mean speak those things? You're having a conversation with yourself all day long. Everybody does. There's thoughts going through your mind. There's things, well, yeah, you know. Have your kids ever come up to you and go, who are you talking to? And you don't even realize you're talking to yourself. When this is, when the scriptures are your conversation, your circumstances will line up. They'll change. 
God has a way to loose you and break you through that you don't know about yet. It just requires intimacy with Him. He already has the answer. Now, I, this morning, we'll give you some keys. We'll give you some, some truths along those lines. And, uh, um, and we'll be able to, uh, by the Spirit of God, help you and maybe even, I, I believe, maybe impart some things to you. But, by the Spirit of God, but ultimately, you're going to have to fellowship with Him. People say, well, I don't know how to do that. I didn't know how either when I got saved at 19. But I didn't quit seeking and looking and growing in my relationship with him. How many realize this, that your little kids, your little toddlers, your little babies, they don't know how to respond and react to you. What are they doing? They're learning from you how to interact with others, right? Well, when you're a baby Christian or when you're, you've been a Christian for a few years, how do you learn how to interact with God? You just do it. He stands over you. You know, at first it was a lot of smile, smile, give you smile. You know, a lot of that stuff because you're real little in the Lord. And you have these, when you're first born again, you have these moments where you're interacting and, and, and fellowshipping with him. And then as your kids got older and as you got older in the Lord, your conversations take on different levels. Right now I have a daughter and uh, uh in Karis Bible College in, in Woodland Park. How many know my conversation with her today uh, w about things in life is different than it was when she was three? I mean, not much different because the girl could always talk on a high level. That girl has been able to gab. I mean, she did everything fast. But it's different. We talk about different things. Now it's not, you know, you need to go pick up your dolls. You know, the other day she texted us and she said, you're, you're going to be proud of me, Dad. She, she, had to, she went and bought a new headlight for her car and put it in herself. I'm like, we raised an overcomer, you know. <laughs> no, you say, what does that have to do with my situation? Everything, because your answers are in fellowship with him. Stop just looking necessarily. Stop just, don't, don't allow your faith just to sit on, I wish this would go away. Now hear me out on this. I'm not saying that you need to unnecessarily stay in a trial just for the sake of being in a trial, but keep your faith on, Lord, I'm looking to you. And as you do that, that trial will, will be, be, be lifted up and removed out of your way. Because in the process of what's taking place, you're learning endurance. Let's look at second, or let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 1 here. It says this. It says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. Verse 2. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him Crucified. I love this. This is a powerful, powerful truth. Verse 3, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. That's, that's what you feel like. That's what I was re referencing earlier. This is the scripture the Lord had me praying for this meeting just over and over again. I just spent a lot of time just praying in other tongues. That's just about it. 
And my, now, don't be concerned. I've been in the word for years, so we'll get to where we need to go, all right? Verse four, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in what? Demonstration of the spirit and power. Power. Demonstration. Now watch this. I love this statement because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, but I love this statement. And, and, and the apostle Paul wrote that, that truth by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God did through the Apostle Paul. But then also in verse 5 here, I love this statement that your faith should not be in the wisdom of what? Men, but in the power of God. God desires that your faith rest in His power. In other words, He wants to work in your life to such a degree and, and be so tangible in your life that your faith, you know in the word that it's true, you're on that firm foundation, but yet you sense him in the middle of what you're going through. You sense his power, you sense his ability, and in his presence, that's, when, that's one of the times I love declaring victory more than any other time. You just say, why? Because it's easier. <laughs> Amen. How many have felt the presence of God real strong and it's not hard to go, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I just love you, Lord. Amen. So in those moments, declare. God wants you to not only have, and you do receive faith directly from his word. It's being imparted into your heart. You're acting on those things, but then also he'll move by his spirit. Come on, how many know the Holy Spirit's here, not up there? Okay, how many have ever heard Jesse Duplantis' testimony about going to heaven? And he asked the question, where's the Holy Spirit? And the angel looked at him like, what in the world are you saying? He's on the earth. How many know we're not helpless, hopeless? We're not. We're not going under, we're going over. This is why the declaration of what Pastor Danny was saying concerning faith is so important. You have to expect don't just expect another day. Don't just expect another year of the same financial, health, mental, emotional condition that you've always been in, but rather extend your faith out over the water. Hear the words of Jesus to you. Come. And then start to walk toward him. And don't think about drowning. Focus on him and you'll walk like you're supposed to. And people say, well, what if I drown? Listen, everybody has drank a little salt water every once in a while. Don't worry about that because the mercy of God will never fail you. He will not let you go under if you will just cry out to him. Yep. That's right. Your situation is not beyond his help. Okay, let's go to James chapter 1. The scripture person, you're doing good. Sorry, I didn't give you any. I know my media people are like, what scriptures are you going to? They always want them ahead of time. And sometimes you're just a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I try to be, you know, I heard Mark, you, you know who Mark Hankins is? Yeah, you're from He said, I preach like a fat man in barbed wire. A point here and a point there. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Except you can't say that anymore because everybody's so sensitive about everything. Well, maybe you can anyway. <laughs> I guess I already did. All right, so James chapter 1, verse number 2 says, My brother encountered all sadness. Feel bad for yourself. 
get a get a pint of ice cream <laughs> I'll find you eventually I'm preaching prophetically today so <laughs> get get you your favorite sad music and movies when you're in trials boy that that verse right there is faith isn't it yeah, that's totally counter to what you feel now, I'm talking about real trials I'm not talking about you didn't get your favorite parking spot at the mall I'm talking about real you're going really through something whether it be physical financial emotional relational whatever it is you're going through something uh, specific what are you supposed to do you're supposed to count it what joy count it joy but Lord, you don't know how obnoxious my kids can be. <laughs> you don't know what it's like at Thanksgiving at our house, Lord. Lord, oh, this is a good one. You don't know my boss. Now, I, 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 I touched on this earlier. Don't just wish the problem would go away. Walk through it by faith. Don't just wish it would run away. Walk through it by faith. How many want to see God show up in your life? Then be in faith. Now, this is what's interesting about this word, count it all joy. The word count in the Greek is actually a governor or an official who leads others. Isn't that interesting? Now, I've always heard, I've heard ministers say this. Now, I looked it up in the Greek. I found it in there. But I always heard ministers say, you know, count it. One joy, two joy, three joy, four joy. You know, count, like we think add up. When I read it, that word in the Greek and got this definition, I thought, and the Lord spoke to me, he said, Sean, you have to let the joy lead in the trial. It has to govern or be the official. Come on, even if there's a riot and they're running you out of town, get in front of the group and act like you're leading a parade. Come on, think about this now. You have to let it lead. You have to let it be the official. You have to let joy govern in your problem. Why would we let joy govern in our problem? The joy of the Lord is our... Well, I just feel so worn down from all these trials come on faith people come on faith people now you can't shoot the preacher I mean you could but I didn't write the book who's saying this the Holy Spirit right the Lord well that's crazy no it's faith the other ones that are sinking down into the trial and taking the identity of the trial into themselves. Come on. People do this. Once an alcoholic, 
That's not what the scripture says. Scripture says, he who the Son sets free, free indeed. So I'm not going to allow the trial or the situation to become my identity. I'm going to allow what the Lord has done in me and his words to me transform my thinking and that becomes my identity. And so in the middle of the trial, I let joy lead. That means, that means when things go wrong in the spirit, Now I'm not saying you have to do this out in public in front of everybody, but in yourself and in your times with your family or whoever your faith buddies are, your church family, in the middle of it, you're not just shouting because we want to get you hyped on a Sunday morning because we need to feel like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and you're really into it. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with obeying the word of God, putting faith into you, developing you as a believer. In other words, we are empowering you through information from the scripture so you can go out and live in victory in your day-to-day -day life. In other words, I'm not going to just look at the scripture and go, Lord, I'm not sure that's the best way, but I'm going to do what Proverbs says. I'm going to submit myself to the Lord. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding, but in all my ways, I'm going to what? Acknowledge him and he's going to light up your path. And in, how many walk through your house in the dark with bare feet? How many husbands have ever walked through your house in the dark with bare feet and the wife moved furniture? And how is it possible that the pinky toe finds it every time? It's a trap of the enemy, I'm telling you. <laughs> in other words, Christians are doing this. They're, they're walking in dark areas because they have not turned the light on. So in the middle of a trial and tribulation, if I don't count it joy, what am I doing? I'm leaving the light off. But it's counter to what I feel. Exactly. That's how you know you're in faith. Good job. That's exactly how you know you're in faith. It's counter to what I feel. It's counter to what the doctor says. We have a couple in our church that uh, they, they, he had uh, what was it leukemia some sort of leukemia I don't remember which it was they were scared they, you know the doctors are scared you know and I'm not against doctors actually this gentleman's wife is a nurse and they had to start believing God because how quickly medical science will go we don't know what we're going to do and they started believing God. They just had their last doctor's appointment. Heidi was at her women's group on Saturday and uh, the wife was sharing. The doctors don't even know how to explain what happened. But the graft that they did, because he went through a bone marrow uh, transplant and all that stuff, it wasn't taking. And now it's 100%. In fact, the doctor looked at, the, looked at them in this last appointment and said, well, I'm not going to recommend it. I'm not taking this to the other team of doctors anymore. Because they're still trying to find there's nothing there. It's 100%, but they can't understand in their natural thinking how that changed. Count it all joy. <laughs> Come on, count it all joy. 
Some of, you, some of you, I'm going to have to talk you over the edge a little bit more. I can see it. You're saying, ah, you know, I, I know he's saying the right thing there. I know that's in the Bible, but, you know, I'm not really sure if that's for me. It's for you. <laughs> it's for you. It's for you. How are we not going to repeat the problems that my, my parents had? It, you're going to do it by faith. You're going to walk with the Lord. Well, my, my grandparents were divorced and my mom was divorced and I don't want to live in divorce. Then don't. You're a new creature. You don't have to. Walk in love. Well, I don't feel like it. That's the problem right there. You identified yourself right there. You, you gave yourself. I told you I'm preaching prophetically. Don't even think. I can hear it. <laughs> no, we can count it joy. We can count it all joy. What does that mean? That means we let joy lead in the midst of it. And what does it say? In, 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 and when... The, the King James says it this way. Actually, I'll read out a new King James. It says in verse, at the end of verse 2, when you fall into various trials, that word fall means to be compassed or to be surrounded with. Remember I was saying to you that the devil practices the pile-up effect? He tries to what? Surround us. Come on, you ever read Psalms 91? A thousand may fall at your, and ten thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand. I've never had ten thousand people die on one side of me. Have you? I've never even had a thousand. But what is that a picture of being? And in the midst of that kind of catastrophe, God says, "Count it joy." Wow. He must really know who he is. Because you're going to make people mad counting it joy. You say, how do you know? I've done it. <laughs> when Heidi was pregnant with uh, Kylie, I think it was, um, we had had a, a, I guess it wasn't a miscarriage. There was, but anyway, when we, we first started having kids, uh, there was, Heidi had developed oh, in her womb, I don't, I'm not a doctor. All right, so anyway, she, the womb had developed, but there's no baby in there the first time. And she had symptoms in her body that associated with that. Well, guess what came back the second time? What, guess what came to visit? Same symptoms. And so what, is the, what does the devil tell you? No kid. You're not going to have a kid. And after the first one, I'm like, this ain't happening again. I was done. I said, devil, you're going to be a toothless wonder by the time I'm done with you. I am going to rearrange your face. I am going to rearrange your world through the resurrection of Christ within me. Come on, you got that fight in you? If you want to win, you better have it in you. Because God will lead you into things that are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars and not give you all the details. Anyway, so she ended up having a surgery and they had to remove that out. Otherwise, you know, uh, the, eventually the woman will pass that, you know, which would be messy. So went in, had that done. Second time, we, she gets pregnant. I think we waited, what, a few years between. Anyway, Kylie, who you know it worked, 
because she's in college. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Same symptoms show up, and Heidi calls me and tells me. Well, now we got to go to the doctor. And you have to go through all the tests and everything. How many just love that? Don't you love just being the, you know, it's like when you, yeah, guinea pig. I was, yeah, I was gonna, I was thinking about science class in sixth and seventh grade, you know, you know, here we have this and poke, poke. And, and, but we gotta go, we're going, you know, these symptoms are there. But when she called me and told me that I was working construction at the time, I used to be a finished drywaller and painter. And, uh, and I went in the basement of the house we were working in and I just started going, hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I felt like all the blood had run out of my face. Come on, how many have ever felt fear like that before? It just hits you and you, you know, you know faith is not not feeling. It's not not feeling. People are like, I can't stop, I can't be in faith, I feel. You're human. You're gonna feel. It's not letting the feelings lead and I said glory to God thank you so we go to the appointment guess what there's the little peanut Kylie it's a good thing we had her I mean she plays violin plays the keys and can sing like an angel and she's going to worship school well of course the devil didn't want her here too bad Come on, he's under your feet. And so, then shortly thereafter, how many know the devil will fight you along the way? He's, he just, he is, I heard somebody say a sorry cuss. <laughs> That's southern. <laughs> he's sorry, he just is, he's persistent, but he's sorry. Um, and so, uh, about, I think it was what, six months into that pregnancy? Uh, Heidi wasn't measuring right on her stomach for the amount of fluid that was supposed to be in there. I don't understand all this, okay? So, but anyway, it wasn't right. It was half of what it was supposed to be. And so we got to go in because a baby that isn't completely surrounded in fluid is not breathing or I don't know what you say there. Yeah, not surviving anyway. So we got to go back in again. And so we go in, she measured half, and then a week later, we went back in, and the fluid level had doubled. Do you know what we did when we got that report? <laughs> Glory to God. Father, you did not promise us failure in this area. You said you would take care of us. You're a faithful God, and Jesus has accomplished these things. The doctor's a Catholic. She was, she was like, I don't even know how this happens. And I said, there's a Holy Ghost. I didn't tell her this, but I'm thinking this. The God just hooks up a hose on the inside. Dunk. <laughs> Fill her up, boys. <laughs> yeah. You got to forgive me. I was raised on Three Stooges humor. So. <laughs> and then with Taylor, our middle, no problems. Ian? Well, see, Ian is, uh, he's got my middle name. I'm Sean Ian. He's Ian Jacob. So he's got Ian, my middle name, and then he's got Jacob, Heidi's brother's 
uh, name. Well, the name the Lord had given me when we had the miscarriage the first time was Ian Jacob. And so I, I told the Lord, I said, I'm not letting that name go. I said, there was no baby there, which means he didn't get here. And so there's Ian Jacob. Instead of at the front, he's pulling up the rear. <laughs> but guess what symptoms came back with him? Same ones. I was driving home from preaching a youth camp for Breakforth. And the Heidi called me. The next morning, we're in church because I was youth pastor in the Assemblies of God at the time. And we were in church. I look over at her. Worship, I think, had just ended. And the Holy Ghost just landed in my heart. You know how he does that? He'll just wham, just wham, hit, right? And, he, and I wrote in my journal. It's still written in there. I see a healthy boy at the end of nine months. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Why? Victory in Jesus. Amen. All right. Acts chapter 2. You're coming out perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Amen. I said you're coming out perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If you need re reinforcement of that all week, you can just go to James 1, read those first five verses, and you'll be good. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 says this, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one place in one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And they were all what? Filled, and the whole house. And they, where they were all sitting, verse 3, they were, and then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, verse 4, and they were all filled with what? And they began to what? Speak in other tongues. Who spoke? They did. People say, well, if I get filled with the Holy Spirit, then the, the Holy Spirit will make me speak. I deal with this all the time at our church because we have Lutherans, former Lutherans. We have Baptists. They're now Bapticostals. That's true. Got Presbyterians. Got a gentleman. Spirit of God moved in our church one Sunday, and I didn't even preach. We just ministered to people. Power of God hit the place. Glory of God shows up, you know. And, uh, and ministered to people. He came up to me afterwards. He's a big guy, just a big guy. I mean, thick. Used to be a building inspector. And he came up to me, and he said, he's just crying. I'm like, part of my natural thinking is, what are all these Lutherans, Presbyterians, and Baptists going to think? when the spirit of God moves well, they love it because they love God there's good people in every group that's what I've found through the years my grandparents went to an Episcopal church I mean you can't get much more Catholic than that and the priest was spirit filled spoke in other tongues laid hands on the sick washed, they cast out devils I'm like well, that just ruins your mental picture of what, you know, what it is. <laughs> but people love God in all groups, amen? So anyway, he comes up here just weeping. You know, he comes from seven generations of Presbyterian pastors. He looked at me, he said, I haven't seen God move like that since I was a, since my grandpa's church. Well, I thought, the Presbyterians? I thought they were the frozen chosen. He went down, preached at his dad's church in California, gave an altar call, and 10 people got saved. 
I'm like, no wonder the devil hates us. We're ruining everything for him. <laughs> Amen. Acts chapter 4. So they were filled. Then what happened in Acts chapter 4? The same group that was filled before. I'm going to go to verse tw- uh, 30. Uh, I'll go to 29, sorry. Acts 4, 29 says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was what? Now, people, people get nervous when people shake. What happens when the building shakes? What happens when you go outside and nothing else is shaking but this building? God is a God that will shake and, and remove and refill us with the Holy Spirit. Do you know what I found out about Christians? They leak. And usually the hole that they're leaking from is right there. It's, they leak by strife talking. They leak by bitterness to the pastors. <laughs> it's true. Well, I don't, you know, I just, Pastor Danny, he's just sometimes too tough. Is he? Or does he love you? And you need a whooping. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, just me and Jesus. That's not what the Bible says. I told you I'd preach prophetically. Yeah. <laughs> you say, do you talk this way to your church? Yes. Because I love them. Oh, you think you're perfect. Oh, please. I know worse things about me than you'll ever find out. (laughs) I know I'm anointed and called. And I know I have to stand by myself in front of God for that call. And I heard Lester Summerall say this years ago, I am going to live every day for that day. I've seen hundreds of people come to the Lord. I've seen bodies healed. I've seen, uh, I don't know if I've seen hundreds yet, but I'm close with people baptized in the Holy Spirit. We've seen financial breakthrough. We've seen people, uh, lots of good things. I'm not talking about overseas. I'm talking about in Billings, Montana. I don't need to go overseas to have a miracle. I've had people try to take me to India and all these other, I got a call the other day. Somebody wanted me to go to Slovenia for six weeks. I'm like, who's going who's gonna to help grow the church and deliver the people in Billings? And, you know, ministers have said to me, well, you'll see amazing things. I'll see them in Billings. I'll see them in Lander. I'll see them wherever God is, and he's everywhere. We had a gentleman in our church message me. He said, I went to the doctor. They think I have prostate cancer. I said, okay. And uh, we, we talked about it a little bit, and I said, well, we're in faith with you. And I didn't do any, because we pray for our church every week, every week. You know, I, we have some people in our church, and we're trying to break them up the habit. Just, we need to pray, just pray for me, Pastor. I'm thinking, we are praying for you every week. We're, we're, we're praying for you. We have not stopped. <laughs> we're in faith. Now, you get in faith with us, and we'll see a miracle. Okay? 
So anyway, <laughs> he came up, and I didn't say anything, and he was not one that was harasses me. He did, you know what I mean by that? The, 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 the it's spiritual harassment. Have you ever had that before? They think you're Jesus. And I understand why. I mean, they need Jesus in us. But we're not, we, we're developing in faith like everybody else. You know, we're human. But anyway, so he, he and then I, I knew, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I'm gonna, the anointing's gonna come on you and I'm gonna have you pray for him. So he didn't want me to just pray the prayer of faith. He told me the healing anointing is going to come on you. Well, it came one Sunday morning, and I called him out and had him come up, and I didn't say anything about his situation. So I prayed for him, laid hands on him. Power of God went into him. It was awesome. And then I just went on about my business, you know, because I can't sit and think about it. You've got to move on, you know. Word of God's working. Anointing's working. And so uh, I think it was maybe three or four weeks later, he came back to me and brought his phone. His numbers dropped three points in that area. And the doctor had told him, this will stay the same and get worse. And God dropped it three points. I think it went from, I don't know what it was, but it was like six to three. But it dropped into normal, normal range. Why? It's, it's, it's the love, the nature, the grace of God providing for that person and they're in faith how many you're in faith right yeah so when we get in faith together there's this opening from the realm of the spirit of resurrection power into your situation amen I want to do this so the building was shaken okay they assembled together building was shaken where they and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit I thought they were already filled with the Holy Spirit but they were all filled again weren't they that's why is that because you run out you need an oil change you need more come on windshield wiper fluid <laughs> the Lord's got to put you on that lift and get underneath you and go uh oh that filter's clogged <laughs> come on how many have gotten your oil changed and they bring in the air filter every time you know and they want to charge you $700 to change it I'm like I can buy that thing at Walmart I'm not having you do it alright <laughs> but have you ever seen a real dirty air filter some of the issue that you're dealing with has nothing to do actually with a major attack of the enemy some of you sitting here and I tell you this by the spirit of God you're just clogged up with carnal things that you shouldn't be you stop praying in tongues. I'm talking about fellowshipping with God. You've gotten so busy that the devil came in the back door and he's giving you trouble and he's not even a big one. He's just one of them little ones. And you're, you're wondering why things are... It's because you just are not fellowshipping like you should with the Lord. Well, I'm busy, too busy. You better quit. Well, I've got bills, and you've got a God who will provide your needs. Your life, your spiritual life, can never be at the expense of your natural life. You need to give up natural things. Well, all my friends are going, stay home. Well, it's my day off, and that's what I love to do. Shut the door and pray and fellowship with the Lord for three hours. Well, that's the day I binge watch all my Hallmark shows. 
I don't know anybody that would want to do that, but whatever. <laughs> I'm not against having fun, but when you're in a fight and you're in a situation, you need to go ahead and get over into the spirit. Come on. And take care of some things in the spirit. That, that, uh, that spark and that fire going again. It's not that it's gone. It's not gone. Um, I'll say it like this. Don't let the enemy deceive you into making changes that you shouldn't make because you feel confused. Confusion is not a leading. I mean, it could lead you, but it's not a leading from the Holy Ghost. Well, I've got pressures. Pressures are not leading. Money are not leading. Symptoms in your body are not leadings. Come on, relationship issues. My, my boss is tough. I mentioned this earlier. My it's a tough situation with my boss. That's not a leading. The Holy Spirit is the one who leads you. Amen? It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember, you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.